from the University of Texas at Austin, KUT Radio, this is In Black America. She kind of summoned for me to come over and, and, and chat with her. And when I did, one of the things that she shared with me, she said, baby, you know, what? you really have a unique sound. And I love the way she loved the fact that I was doing a lot of cover tunes, but I truly was making those cover tunes my own. I never was the kind of artist that I'm going to go up here and sing this song exactly like the artist. I was always searching for creativity with staying with the melody and all, but searching for the creativity to stretch out. And she really saw that. And she said, you know what? I want you to really start listening to some jazz, baby. I really want you to start listening to some jazz. And as I as I started listening to jazz, I, I just I just found a whole nother love for music. Kimming Horn, international jazz vocalist, model, and actress. When one hears Horn sing, you know she was born to be a jazz singer. Horn is a product of a rich music heritage. She's a gifted songwriter and arranger. As a descendant of the legendary songstress and actress Lena Horn, and the niece of the great singer-songwriter Cleveland Horn of the Fantastic Four, Horn has the perfect pedigree. She has left her mark around the world, taking her audiences on a journey from pop to R&B to jazz. But her singing talent is only the tip of the iceberg. Horn is a representative for a beer company, luxury furriers, and a celebrity spokesperson and model for a major automotive group. Did I mention she's also an actress? Her most recent role is the featured singer in the musical thriller, One Harlem Night. I'm Johnny O'Hanson Jr. and welcome to another edition of In Black America. On this week's program, international jazz vocalist Kimmy Horn, In Black America. When marimba rhythm starts to play, dance with me and make me sway. Like a lazy ocean hugs the shore, hold me close. Sway me more Like a flower bending in the breeze Been with me Sway me these When you dance you have this way with me Stay with me Sway with me All the dancers may be on the floor But my eyes still will see only you Only you got this magic technique I can hear the sound of violins Long before it begins Make me feel as only you know how Sway me smooth and sway me now Dancers may be on the floor, but my eyes will see only you. Only you got this magic technique. When we sway, I go weak. I can hear the sound of violins long before it begins. Maybe feeling only you know how. Sway me smooth, sway me now. And, and I always talk about, God, we have these 
incredible discussions with one another, me and my peers, about how I would love to do something together, or we would love to get together and do a CD together, or do this together, do that together. And then when you lose them, it's like, God, I just, I want to create a platform to be able to invite my musical friends and share a stage with me so we could share this stage together. And the only way that we're going to do it is that I have to create something to be able to invite people to, you know, pay them to come to the shows, but yet they are coming in and um, I call it a musical family affair. So I created this festival, the Kimmy Horn Jazz Festival in 2016 that started as a one-day festival and it started in Lathrop Village. It's a small, quaint, charming little village and we had over, uh, well, probably about 5,000 people for that day through the course of the day with eight of my performing buddies. A new partnership, new music, and video release are just some of the accomplishment Kimmy Horn achieved in 2018. Her self-titled Kimmy Horn Jazz Festival, which she launched in 2016, is preparing to expand nationally and internationally. Detroit has always been the launching pad for world-renowned musicians and recording artists. Born and raised in the Motor City, she's a graduate of Redford High School. Singing is in her DNA. She is the great-niece of the legendary songstress and actress Lena Horne and the niece of the great singer-songwriter Cleveland Horne of the Fantastic Four. On her way to becoming a journalist at Ferris State University, she became a jazz singer. Her singing career has taken her all over the world, and she sings in foreign languages. Besides her impeccable vocal talent, Horn is a spokesperson for a major automotive group, beer company, and luxury furriers. Recently, In Black America spoke with this dynamic artist. Heaven, you know, because <laughs> I... It, no, it really is, because I always, I always look back, and it's so nice to be able to... Now I do a lot of traveling, so to be able to have the Motown soundtrack, I mean, to be rooted, right here in the city of Detroit where so much music have come out of, like the Motown, you know, era and the Diana Rosses and Martha Reeves and the Temptations. I mean, it's, it's, um, it, it really is an honor. And, you know, it was always around. That music, that soundtrack was always around. What part of the city did you grow up in? Northwest Side, Detroit. And what were some of your favorite things you were doing while you were growing up in high school and junior high? what growing up in high school i really got into um the marching band i love live music the live instruments i was a majorette then i was the youngest majorette captain um, growing up um, i did participate in different musicals um, like i was the dorothy in the wizard of Oz. but my but my real passion was um really being a majorette, you know, being with the um the majorette squad and the um the ladies and us going to camps and participating in learning routines and just structured with um, a lot of team spirit. I really love that. I really grew up with that kind of background. And what high school did you graduate from? From Redford High School, the home of the Huskies. You mentioned some of the, the singers that was born and, and raised in Detroit. I was trying to do some research. What is it about Detroit and singers? You know, I think for me, I think for me, and a lot of us, because we do really get together and talk a lot, um, I have a lot of female and uh, male singing friends, and I think that we all would agree that uh, with the Motown era, they really showed us how to, number one, act on stage, how to be on stage, to be professional, 
you know, for it always to show up and look the part. You know, the, the Motown era really helped pave the way for a lot of us singers. You know, I still really um, abide by those rules. I say rules, they're unspoken rules, but the way you dress and how you present yourself and the whole supreme thing of having dresses and outfits and then gloves and, and, and matching up and just being polished. You know, I think that that's the, the, the biggest thing. And, of course, in terms of your artistry, your gift, come with it. Come and give it your all. Why did you select jazz over R&B music? Oh, did you? you? I started out. I, I, I did. I, I did. I really loved, um, like, the Michael Jackson. I, I think like any other, you know, young adult, we love Michael Jackson, and I love dancing around. I have so much energy. <laughs> so, you know, part of the Michael Jackson era and um, then when uh, Janet Jackson and seeing her do her performances and everything, I think R&B was always a, a big deal. I mean, like even with the Motown, even though it was kind of rooted from jazz, you didn't know that at an earlier age. You wouldn't equate Motown with jazz as an earlier performer. I didn't, you know, because you just saw that as, God, that's just good music. That just sounds good. But as I started to really perform around the city and do a lot of different shows, I never forget the day that I met Betty Carter. Betty Carter came in, and she's like a jazz legend. And she came into the establishment that I was performing at, and I was singing lead with a a jazz group. And it was um, David Miles and Milestone. And when I started, um, after I went on break, she kind of summoned for me to come over and, and, and chat with her. And when I did, one of the things that she shared with me, she said, Baby, you know what, you really have a unique sound, and I love the way she loved the fact that I was doing a lot of cover tunes, but I truly was making those cover tunes my own. I never was the kind of artist that I'm going to go up here and sing this song exactly like the artist. I was always searching for creativity, with staying with the melody and all, but searching for the creativity to stretch out. And she really saw that. And she said, you know what, I want you to really start listening to some jazz, baby. I really want you to start listening to some jazz. And as I... As I started listening to jazz, I just I just found a whole nother love for music. You know the melodies and the um, you know and the chordal structure. I mean, I just I just fell in love. I just fell in love with it. Any form of music training or all of this is just God given. God given. God given. Now, my dad was a musician. My dad was a um, a drummer. My um, brother is a singer, and you know I am the great niece of Lena Horne. Now, as I have, as I have never had the great opportunity to meet Lena Horne because of our age differences, I've always heard different stories from my family about her at the family reunions, and my dad created in our home. He created a recording studio because he was a carpenter as well. So we always had music around the house, like instruments were always set up. I don't know if you remember the reel to reel. Mm-hmm. You remember reel to reel? Right, right, right. <laughs> so we had. A, Yeah, so we had a reel-to-reel set up in our home and everything, and because this is what we lived around. This is what I I grew up around all the time. He used to have different gospel groups come in and have rehearsals. They used to have harmony rehearsals and just, you know, the chorus parts. And, you know, it was just always around the house. So, you know, because of that, you know, it's kind of like as I was growing up, 
I, I took it for granted because I just felt like everybody grew up with, with this around the house. So, um, yeah, as I continued to grow, when it was time for me to go to school, that's the last thing that I wanted to do, <laughs> music. Baby, I can't live to love you as long as I want to. Life isn't long, love, baby. I can love you as long as I live. Baby, I can't buy you diamonds and things like I want to. But I can promise you, baby, I'm gonna love you as long as I live. Well, I never cared, but now I'm scared that I won't live long enough. That's why I wear my rubbers when it rains. I eat an apple every day and see the doctor right away. And what if I can't live to love you as long as I want to? Life isn't long enough, baby. I can love you. I felt like, oh, that's that's what we do at home. I want to, I want to go to school and be an anchor, uh, an anchor woman. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be on television and do, um, and be an anchor person because I just, I, I love Diana Lewis, who was a, right. a great, great woman on the air, and that was my inspiration. You know, I said I want to do that. That's what I wanted to do, and so. I went to school to be a uh, journalist, to be an anchor woman. So, yeah, so that's how it kind of started for me. But the music was always around the house. And I met so many different musicians as a kid that it's really a trip when I run into these musicians now. And they're like, oh, I remember when you were a baby. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. If you're just joining us, I'm Johnny O'Hanson, Jr., and you're listening to In Black America from KUG Radio. And we're speaking with Kimmy Horn, international jazz vocalist, model, and actress. Speaking of actress and model, tell us about some of the work you're doing in and around the Motor City. Now, one of the things that I'm doing with um, the the modeling aspect is I am the um, I'm the spokesperson for Lincoln, for Varsity Lincoln. So I do a lot of the jingles. Um, I've gone out of town and done commercials, you know, and different shoot for um, with the car. I've done modeling shoots and and still continue to do um, with Lincoln. Um, I was the Bud Girl, Bud Weiser, the King of Beers. I, you know, I had all of the Bud Weiser clothing. As a matter of fact, my band was one of the first bands around the city that was sponsored um, by Bud Weiser. So, of course, the musicians, they were happy because they got jackets. They got Bud Weiser <laughs> jackets. They got, you know, so um, that was part of my um, my, model, my modeling career. And and still today, I still do um, fashion, you know, and, and runway, you know, on certain shows. And, and I'll go in and, and I went to Jamaica and I represent the United States as Legends of Jazz um, vocalist. And I went there and as some, once I got there, they had fashion shows and, you know, I participated in, in them as well. And it was really unique because not only was I walking down the aisle modeling clothes, but I had a microphone and I was singing jazz. So, you know, it was just, it, it was, it's a wonderful experience. And then as far as the acting, a couple of years ago, 
I really debuted as my first, really my first acting role slash singing role in One Harlem Night. And it was at the Fisher Building, which is a, um, a legendary musical theater here in the city. And it was um, sold out. It was well attended for the whole week. And that whole experience was, it was wonderful. And so now, you know, I'm getting calls and to, you know, do more acting you know, auditions and whatnot. And so, yeah, I, I'm loving it. I, I'm just really exploring every aspect of now the musical industry and acting industry and, and modeling in, industry through uh, through my love for and creativity for just um, working. Understand a jazz festival bears your name? Yes. Now that's one of my, that's one of my pride and joy. <laughs> so I, um, I debuted the Kimmy Horn Jazz Festival in 2016. And the way that, the reason why, because people say, what, what made you think that you could start a jazz festival in your own name? That's not, yeah. And one of the things that the biggest reason why I wanted to start the festival is because, again, I have been traveling for so much. I, I perform overseas, and I've now, it's 21 years now that I've been going overseas. And I, I mean, I sing in Japanese, I speak a little Japanese. And so I found that um, as I'm traveling all around the world, I run into different musicians, different um, musical peers of mine in different parts of the world. You know, as you get older, um, you start to, you know, see how, you know, you lose a lot of your peers. I mean, they pass on, and 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 I always talk about God. We have these incredible discussions with one another, me and my peers, about how I would love to do something together, or we would love to get together and do a CD together, or do this together, do that together. And then when you lose them, it's like God. I, I just I want to create a platform to be able to invite my musical friends and share a stage with me so we could share this stage together. And the only way that we're going to do it is that I have to create something to be able to invite people to, you know, pay them to come to the shows, but yet they are coming in and I call it a musical family affair. So I created this festival, the Kimmy Horn Jazz Festival in 2016 that started as a one-day festival and it started in Lakeford Village. It's a small, quaint, charming little village and we had over well probably about 5,000 people for that day through the course of the day with eight of my performing buddies and it went very well we decided to give part of the proceeds to Ronald McDonald House which is a um you know for the Detroit chapter mm -hmm. which helped young kids at the hospital you know or their families be able to stay near their sick children and we've been able to give back to the community and now I um I just moved my jazz festival this year um to a bigger city, Southfield City, and it's now expanded to a two day festival. And I tell you it was so I was so, so proud to be able to we got the numbers in and it, we hosted over ten thousand people for this festival for the whole weekend. And again, over the years I've been able to contribute and make a donation to Ronald McDonald House for over $10,000. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's growing. You know, it's really wonderful to see so many of my peers, even if they're not performing, the jazz world, they're coming out, they're bringing their parents. You know, uh, it, it's just really turned into something bigger than, bigger than I. And I'm so proud to say for next year, 
for 2019, I will be hosting my first international jazz artist. So it's growing, and it's it's um it's really a it's really my baby, and and it's it's just um I'm so proud. I'm so proud to be able to do this. And the other thing that we do in the festival is um, we make sure and honor. Um, we do a lifetime achievement award to a chosen jazz artist and a legendary jazz artist that has been performing around for years and years and they may not be able to perform as much anymore Mm -hmm. but we want to make sure and recognize those artists because it is because of them and their shoulders that we stand upon to continue to do this to continue to do this music so you know ursula walker was my um my legendary jazz artist um and the first female vocalist for us to honor this year and uh, again it was I was so proud to be able to do that and her text to me was Kimmy I'm just so happy that um, that we chose her because she said that this is one of the best festivals that and the best that she's been treated at a festival because we make sure we roll out the red carpet for our legendary artists well really for all of the performing artists because it's, it's about us and if we have a if we have a good time on stage and if we're treated like royalty, then the audience only gets that much more. Understand that you were part of the musical tribute for Aretha Franklin. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, that was a that was a huge experience because um, Aretha Franklin she handpicked every artist that was that participated in that. Um, when she was living, we did the um, the tribute to her at the music hall, and at that time, she was getting the name Aretha Franklin Boulevard named mm-hmm. um, in the city of Detroit, and so we were all a part of that. But she she called each and every one of us, and she she picked the songs that she wanted us to sing, and the song that she chose for me was Rock Steady, and and I just had to giggle when she told me because you know that song has so much energy in it. And so it again it just it just shows you how in tune Aretha Franklin was too with some of the singers that were around the city and she really did give back in in so many different ways but that tribute meant a lot all of us came together all the singers we all came together and we had the um presentation down at the music hall another legendary spot here in the city of Detroit and we all did our presentations, and at the what was it? Oh, the, like the sound check. The the day before the event actually happened, she was there, and she came in while we was rehearsing, and um, we got a chance to um, sing change. Uh, no respect. We saying respect to her as she as she sat there and listened to us, and you know it was extremely special. And when she came there that particular day, she had on all yellow, and she looked amazing. And so what we decided to do is that we did the tribute. The tribute was wonderful. And then we got called back to do the tribute to her when she passed, you know, a couple of years later. And mm-hmm. when we did when we did that tribute, we all came together and we all wore yellow on that day. And, and folks were asking, why are you guys wearing yellow? What, what is it with the yellow? And that's the reason why is because when she saw us do our tribute to her, she had on all yellow. So we just wanted to pay tribute to her in our own special way because we were all bonded. Us singers still are bonded because of those rehearsals, um, because of us coming together and, and being chosen to sing her song. I understand. With the 
passing of Nancy Wilson last night at the time of this interview, what was Nancy to you as far as a singer and a legend? Oh, Nancy Wilson to me is one of those, she's one of those artists like, like Lena Horne. She conveyed class, style, her own unique ability to tell her story through those lyrics. Nobody can touch that. You know, and again, what I love about, and I have to put their names together, um, Nancy Wilson and Lena Horne, because both of those women stayed true to their style and their grace. You know, they really stayed true to it. it. The industry did not change who they were. You know, it wasn't like, okay, well, we need to change up our style to be able to sell more songs or sell more CDs or sell more records. They always stayed true to who they were. And and, and, and that's what Nancy Wilson represents to me, grace, timeless grace. Any final comments, Ms. Horn? You know, the final comments is that, you know, I'm just so proud to be able to continue to sing and perform and I will definitely continue to do that with as much style and grace that I can possibly have. You know, I have CDs that I'm working on, and I really look forward to coming to Texas, you know, and performing in 2019. Um, there are songs. Uh, I have a CD now that I'm working on and I anticipate being done within the next week or so. And the song, the the title of the CD is called carefree and i am going to be carefree in terms of um just you know doing what i do and doing what i do and being as honest and true to the music to the jazz i understand well kimmy thank you for taking time out of your afternoon i i loved it i loved it and i really appreciate you know interviewing with you you have really been uh, kudos to you for you continuing to you know expand the legacy of showing so much art, music, and so many other things, um, you know, with you, with your radio station. Oh, I appreciate it.
Kimmy Horn, international jazz vocalist, model, and actress. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions as to future In Black America programs, email us at inblackamerica at kut.org. Also, let us know what radio station you heard us over. Remember to like us on Facebook and to follow us on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station or of the University of Texas at Austin. You can hear previous programs online at kut.org. Until we have the opportunity again for technical producer David Alvarez, I'm Johnny O'Hanson, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. Please join us again next week. CD copies of this program are available and may be purchased by writing In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. That's In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. This has been a production of KUT Radio.